We believe the purpose of owning a business is funding your perfect life. Welcome to the next generation of growth and opportunity in the inspection industry. This is the Empire State of Mind. Empire State of Mind. Helping build companies with faster growth, higher profits, and more time freedom. Finally, a podcast for the home inspection industry and beyond. This is the Empire State of Mind. And this is your host, Matt Williams. Well, welcome to the show. I am so excited that you're here tuning in today. Um, This is a fantastic episode. Uh, In fact, um, if you haven't met Mark Hummel, the CEO of IEB, we have Mark with us today. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Doing great. Matt, thanks for uh, having me on the podcast. Super excited to dive into this conversation with you. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of amazing stuff coming up in IEB. And I know we have like our monthly open access for those who aren't members that can can dial in on a call. Uh, But there's also something coming up that is it? I'm not sure if it's available to non-members, but there is an annual conference that was called Unite that's coming up. And uh, is it it's May 30th through June 3rd, I believe. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Is is tell our audience more about that? Is that something that non-members can come to or is it a members only thing? You know, most of the things that we do in IEB are members only, Mm -hmm. Uh, but this is our biggest conference of the year, and we do open it up to non-members, people in the inspection industry that aren't necessarily in IEB membership. And the reason we do that is because this is the event where we bring tons and tons of great value around connection and content and culture building in the industry. And man, have we seen lives changed after coming to uh, this event year after year after year. It's pretty amazing. It is incredible. I, I got to tell you, my first Unite um, changed my life. Uh, and, and in fact, I really owe that event was a catalytic moment for me personally and in business. Um, that was the thing that really surprised me is, is not only is it about your business growth, but it's about personal growth. Um, and, and, uh, my business was doing well, it was okay, but I was burning the candle on both ends. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I didn't feel like I had the time to do this, but I, I made myself go, uh, to it the first time. And, uh, and that opened my eyes and expanded my mindset and, and shifted everything I thought about my business. And we took off like a rocket ship. My company did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, I could look back and there's always, you look back in your past and you see these like forks in the road or you made a good decision. The best decision I ever made for my business was jumping in on the Unite conference. And I signed up like three weeks before and I was like, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. And, you know, and um, I didn't have the time. And I'm like telling people, no, I can't inspect your house. And I'm like, oh, I'm losing all this money. And, and, uh, and, and but I came back with this new vision for my company. And um, it was uh, it was absolutely phenomenal. I met you at there at that first one that I went to. Um, you were there, um, and uh, and so anyhow, I, it, and it's it's a collaborative thing. So many voices, so many people talking in stage, and in the hallway conversations are incredible. Everything that's happening in the entire environment was just a, a life change for me. And I heard that story over and over and over again for so many people. So I'm super excited about United. Can't wait for this to go on. Love it, man. Yeah, and and we are too. And we truly believe that uh, Unite this year, which is going to be in San Antonio, is going to be, it's going to be the inspection conference of the year. And and not to take away from all the other great conferences and, you know, some of the other great conversations happening in our industry, there's value in all of them. Um, But our intention is to continually raise the level of professionalism and the level of, uh, we'll call it health 
in the industry, right? A healthy outlook uh, regarding being a, a high-level business leader, business owner, and uh, and team leader as you scale your inspection company. Yeah, it's outstanding. And the personal growth that happens through that. Hey, here's something that I've heard you say personally. I've heard you say this over and over and over again. And and, and it's so profoundly true is, is that you will say like business growth is a product of personal growth. And when you have personal growth, that turns into business growth. Um, Mark, I got to know, like, what are you doing? What are you looking at? Is there anything in the personal growth side that is impacting business growth that you're experiencing or thinking about even right now? A hundred percent of the time. That's where my mind is, man. I feel and like you live because, there, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I do. I live there and it's because I believe in it so much and it, it's not just a Mark opinion, right? Like the evidence bears this out. The science bears this out. Business growth or achievement in general is always a product of your personal growth. It's my favorite phrase. I'll say it again because it is. Your business growth is always a product of your personal growth. And if you think back to like significant times in your life, you know, maybe you won an award somewhere or won a race or, you know, whatever big achievement, you always had to become a different version of yourself in order to achieve that thing, right? Yeah. Almost every single time when you think back of some think back to some giant thing, that's the process. You become a different version of yourself and then you achieve it. And oftentimes the actual achievement feels pretty easy because you've leveled up so much. Same thing is true in business. Hmm. That is true. So what are you, what are you experiencing now? Is there anything personally or a personal growth category that you have maybe, um, what's top of mind that you're like, that's fresh on you right now? Well, I'll tell you the, uh, the thing I'm leaning into the most right now is definitely sleep. Oh, you know, and, and it's, it's something that we don't talk about enough. I think as entrepreneurs, um, particularly in our industry as technician minded entrepreneurs, where we feel the weight of everything on our shoulders, especially at the younger business stages where it's just you, or maybe just you and a few guys, and you're wearing all of the hats in your business. In fact, uh, one thing that's, that's incredibly common is it feels like it's a badge of honor to just put in long nights, <laughs> get up early, and even even to like do personal growth stuff. Sometimes I hear people talk about that. I've done that, where you're like, I'm going to get up at five o'clock and work out and read books and do this and do that. It's like, oh, when did you go to bed? Oh, like midnight. It's like, okay, you got you probably realistically got around four hours of sleep that night. That's not yeah. sustainable. The reason I'm so focused on this specific thing, sleep and business leadership and, and entrepreneurism is because the most valuable resource we have for our business growth. And remember, if personal growth equals business growth, again, the most valuable resource we have is our brain. And sleep is the one thing that we are so willing to cut out or make compromises and it, it affects everything that we do. And if we can't think at the highest level, we can't perform at the highest level. If we can't perform at the highest level, we're definitely not going to grow and scale our inspection companies. So how much sleep do you is like healthy amount? Is there, can you get too much sleep? So there's, uh, there's all kinds of science on this, right? And uh, can you get too much sleep? It's probably tough to do that. But yes, you can. Uh, you definitely okay. can. So... Um, I mean, the, it, it's pretty common knowledge, right? People typically should shoot for that seven to eight hour range. Okay. Um, but, but here's where it gets really interesting. The architecture of sleep is what's important, right? So when you're talking about sleep How, as a... Explain that. What architecture of sleep? I've never, yeah. I've, I've never actually heard that 
phrased before. Yeah. So in line with business ownership, right? So a lot of times we have so much on our mind and we're doing so much that what we do is we, we work post to post. So we get up, we get right to it and we do things until we just collapse at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. How common is it for people in this industry to, uh, to wear that badge of honor that says, I'm the guy who writes reports until four in the morning. <laughs> Can't tell you how many times I hear that. Um, but the architecture of sleep is really speaking to the sleep cycle itself, right? So light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. And you can find all kinds of cool books and, and stuff like that on this. But at the surface level, if we don't have good sleep hygiene, as they call it, or a good bedtime routine, good, mm-hmm. you know, a consistent time to go to sleep, a consistent time to wake up, what we're doing is we're messing with our sleep uh, architecture, when we do that, what we're doing is really, really tanking our ability to think at the highest level chemically, right? So your hormones get all out of balance hmm. and, uh, and you probably experience that and, and maybe yeah. explain that as like brain fog or like you just can't hold a thought in your head or maybe you yeah. find yourself getting frustrated uh, with trivial things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so common, man. And when people come to IEB, this is something I ask about a lot. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I definitely want to know where your business is. But I also know, well, I want to know where you are. Like, where is your health? Where is your focus on sleep and uh, protecting your most valuable asset in your mind? So. It sounds like a vicious cycle. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess I was in that cycle for a season. You know, I felt like I slept and I worked and my sleep, my, I kept sleeping less and less and less to get more and more work done, um, especially in the startup phase of the business. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was, it was unhealthy. I mean, I had the brain fog and all that, but I, I can see how, like, if you have deprived sleep, then your brain's not functioning at its highest level. So then throughout the day, you're, uh, you're less efficient with your time, which means that it's taking you longer to complete tasks and it's taking you longer to get stuff done, which then cuts into your sleep even more because it's taking you longer to get stuff done. And then now you have even less sleep to get uh, your brain back restored the way it should be. And now that sounds like a, like a downward spiral. Um, that could happen really quickly. Yep. And I don't know many people that are mastering this, hmm. which is why, uh, you know, to your original question, it's what I'm focused on right now in the coaching lane is helping people think at the highest level. And, uh, and even in IEB, right. As, as a community, one of the things we're talking about for 2023 is clearly defined goals, masterful execution and uh, community support. Those first two things, clearly defined goals and masterful execution, really tough to do that when you're dealing with uh, less computing power in your mind, right? When you're just consistently worn out and tired and not really refilling your tank properly. Yeah. Well, and that kind of leads into another core thing within IAB is the mindset shift that has to happen and the way that you think differently and the way that you approach things differently. And, And that's something that it changed me. Uh, when I joined IEB, that was one of the, another big one that big, big change for me was mindset shift and change. And that's something I hear you talking about all the time as well. Um, what, what's maybe a mindset shift or change that, that you've been kind of processing, stewing on? Um, is there anything in, in that category that, that you've been kind of developing or thinking about? Well, moving, moving from sleep to, to maybe a mindset shift, you could, you could definitely park on sleep even with that. So as a system, right. entrepreneurs and business owners, uh, this is a big missing piece for them. So like, what is your system for sleep? Like, how do you shut your day down? How do you start to eliminate distractions and, and go right into great sleep architecture? But 
you know, to give that another, uh, to give another, uh, spin on a mindset shift, I suppose. Talk about, we talk about systems a lot in IEB and that Mm -hmm. is a huge shift for people. So in inspection companies, a lot of times when folks come to us, it's, you know, Hey, I just need to know how to get more inspections or I just need to understand how to pay my next guy or how to understand financials or organizational structure for a 10 inspector plus uh, company. And all of those are, you know, in isolation, they're just checking boxes, right? So one of the biggest mindset shifts that needs to occur for a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners is thinking in terms of systems. So instead of, Hey, how do I pay my next guy? which is a piece of a system, it's more in line with, hey, how do I have a great economic model for an inspection company that scales for every time I bring somebody in, including non-revenue producing people? Right. right? And uh, that's tough. That's a tough mindset shift for people to do. There's a lot of education and things that go into that to help people with that, you know, in IEB and other great programs too, for that matter. Uh, but that would be it, man. Like, Watching somebody's light bulb go off when they think, oh my gosh, who cares what I pay my guys if it's not something that's going to last beyond the next year or two when I hire a few more. Yeah, you can grow yourself into bankruptcy. That's right. Because like you said, you said non-revenue generating positions, right? Like like if you have a... um, you know, a, a customer service type answering the phone, scheduling operations type personnel, you know, they're not directly generating the revenue. They're helping the guys mm-hmm. in the field generate. But what about a management position between if you have enough inspectors, you need someone to manage that team, you know? And mm-hmm. so, the, yeah, all the non-revenue generating things. And so when you're small and it's like, yeah, you go, well, I can get away with this, you know, paying these guys this amount of money and, and, and everything's working, but then there's a size point. Yeah. You can't, you can't go to the next level if you don't have enough margin in your budget to be able to handle the man- management pieces and non-revenue guys. Like, and those are super important. You got to have those guys on your team. It, it's yes. a limit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I learned that in IAB. <laughs> and so, you know, I was growing. I had a couple of inspectors. Things were like, you know, a little bit stressful, but they were happening. And and it was, um, I remember sitting, my wife and I were sitting in the IAB Unite conference. Both of us had our laptops open and we were both scheduling and and texting and emailing the whole time inside through the whole conference, running the business from the rows of IAB Unite, realizing like nobody else in the room is doing this. And the guys who are really good at this have people doing it. And I realized that that was a huge shift for me, a mindset shift for me as well. It's uh, it's funny. Yeah. I've heard, it explained. I've heard it explained as like people process and product. And, and so, yeah, as, as uh, the mindset shift that I got through IAB was, was um, looking at the processes to allow the right people to do the right processes, you'll get the right product. But if you're solely focused on the product all the time, then, then your mindset has to shift to the, to the systems or to the processes. And then one great thing about IAB is there's even um, training for like how to hire and how to hire the right people so that you get the right people mm-hmm. doing the right processes and you end up with the right product. That mindset shift is, is huge, man. It's huge. Yeah. So yeah. I got, I got another question. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say to keep going with that. Like that's the, most people in this industry are stuck in the one to three inspector range, right? Hmm. Like, like we see it all across the country in Canada. And interestingly, we have one IEB member in Australia. Um, wow. But we see it all the time. It's like people get stuck at that one to three range, maybe four or five guys if they're a super progressive. Uh, but then they kind of oscillate back and forth. Uh, 
right? As uh, <laughs> the way that I hear it a lot is, you know, yeah, I used to be a multi-inspector firm, but I didn't want the headache. Well, okay. The truth is, is that, you know, the management may not have been that great, or maybe you didn't hire the right people. There was some other reasons that got you to that point where you didn't want the headache. Right. And, uh, and, and so when we treat hiring somebody or paying somebody as a box to check, what we're doing is we're setting the entire system up for failure, right? It's a series of isolated boxes instead of things that work together to create a great foundational scalable, uh, a great foundation for a scalable inspection company. Hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, you talk to so many inspectors, you know, Canada and, and Australia, any other countries you, you've, we have in companies in IB. That's amazing. I, I didn't know we had stretched that far outside around the globe. Yeah. Other than uh, our one Australian guy, which is an interesting situation, other than him, uh, the farthest we've gone is uh, Hawaii, which uh, is uh, pretty far away on its own. You know, one day the sun will never set on the empire of IEB, right? We'll have uh, we'll have <laughs> IEB inspectors all across the globe. <laughs> yeah, just adding one great mind to the conversation at a time, man. That's amazing. So, I got to ask you: you, you talked to thousands. In fact, I'll say ten thousand inspectors. What are the lessons that you've learned from ten thousand inspectors? Well, there's probably ten thousand lessons, right? And okay. and truly. Uh, every time I talk to somebody, it feels like I'm learning something new, specifically about their story, about how they approach business. And uh, it's so interesting to me at this point that the IEB conversation really is a collection of stories, right? Hmm. Aside from the systems and the processes and the models and things that we train and things that we coach, IEB is really made up of all of the minds that have come together to help each other cut trial and error out of building these systems and processes in their company. And that is beautiful to me. Uh, but to give you one thing, uh, one lesson learned, if you will, from talking to 10,000 inspectors, um, which is our, <laughs> our estimate at this point, the, um, uh, the focus on retention has been a big lesson that the, uh, the entire industry is getting right now, right? So if you go back maybe 12 to 18 months, and you start looking at the industry and how easy people were falling into business. Now, lots of people even were entering the, uh, the industry and business was sort of just coming to them in overflow. And the way that I would hear that a lot of times on calls was, yeah, I just got in. Uh, I've been in for you know two years and I'm already doing 400 inspections a year. And it's like, man, that's great. Uh, so what do your systems look like to keep that going? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean systems? I'm like, okay, your phone's ringing right now, but it won't forever. Well, now we're in that forever, not forever part, right? So the companies that really did well with retention systems, meaning they had great outreach, great connection with their, their agents and other stakeholders, those are the companies that are keeping those relationships and they're not seeing as big of a dip in their business during this downturn as other companies. Is it too late to shift toward thinking about a retention system? Absolutely not. It's not. If you're in business, you should be doing that right now. Thinking about retention as a system. And, uh, you know, I love kind of short phrases that explain a lot. And for retention, I say retention equals growth. You That's cannot good. grow your company if you don't have a great retention program because you're just fighting against yourself the entire time. Right. Yeah, well, really, your, front, your front door and your back door, right? You're bringing people in, but if you're not 
if you're not stopping the the back door, they're going to just go right through and out again, yep. you know? And so, yeah, you've got to be able to find the retention is being able to close the back door so that you, as you're putting people in your, you bring in brokers and different realtors into your off, into your business, then you're able to like retain them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. There's a system for bringing new people in, but you got to have a system for keeping the people that you've already got in your, in your network. That's really good. hundred percent, man. Yeah. And th- this retention piece is so important because again, retention equals growth. Retention is where you really build trust, right? You keep the communication going beyond the transaction and trust builds exponential relationships. So think about an agent that's used you once or twice, right? Like you, you, you go to them and ask them for more business and they might say something like, well, I don't have any more or here's what I have. But if you build a real relationship and you nurture that relationship, the conversation quickly can become, hey, who do you know that I should be doing business with? And then you do the retention process with them. And hey, who do you know? Right. And then Hmm. even relationships that lead to business become exponential at that point as well. And that's the name of the game, man. You want to spread your brand, spread your name and really build as much trust in your market as you can through great retention practices. That's fantastic. So, all right. We just, we just covered like a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. We're talking about um, the impact of, of Unite and IEB, uh, the sleep cycles. We're talking about you know um, thinking in terms of systems, changing mindsets, and then the lessons from 10,000 inspectors about you know, re- focusing on retention as a system. That's great. What, what do we do with all this, right? Like, like that's one mm-hmm. thing that um, I know you and I always kind of chat about is, is okay, I got all this great information, but information doesn't change lives. Application changes lives. So, so how do I, how do I apply this? What do I do with this thing? Moving, moving forward from, from this place, right? Like where, where do we go? Okay, great. I took some good notes. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm driving down the road, listening to these guys talk. How do I, how do I do, do something with what they just said? It starts with understanding who you are. So are you a content zombie or are you an executor? So if you listen to this and you had a great thought, something you wanted to chase down and you never do anything with it, chances are that's your pattern. You listen to podcasts, maybe you read books, maybe you talk to people, but you're not an action taker. Hmm. If you hear my voice and, and Matt's voice right now, then you know I want you to be an action taker. So like, really think about kind of what we've talked through, like the, the shift to systems, for example or thinking at the highest level by taking great care of yourself. Like those things are so incredibly impactful for you and the longevity of you and your business. So Matt, I would say if I wanted people to do anything with this information, I would want them to go as quickly as possible and just write down three things they took away from this and start thinking in terms of systems. Three things. That's, that's mm-hmm. it right there. So if you're driving... Yep. You're thinking about it. You're at the gym. You're thinking about it. Um, maybe uh, maybe you need to pull over on the side of the road, or maybe you're maybe you stop before you get to your next stop, or when you get to the next stop, sit for five minutes and just write the three things down. Um, grab something. I don't know what you have sitting around in your car. You got a pen and a pad of paper, maybe, or, or pull out the app, a notes app on your phone, and type something in three things, right? And then start to take action on those three things. Progress is one inch at a time. And it's, it's, it's not yeah. taking mile long steps every day. It's taking one inch every day, one inch every day. Yeah, man. What are the three inches you can take off of this, this podcast and be able to apply it? And that'll change your life. That'll change your life. That's the difference, right? 
that's the difference between people who are crushing it and people who are not crushing it is those little absolutely applying it i think it's easy to be a content zombie though like i can do that on my phone like i on instagram i'm not gonna lie like i follow all these like motivational um talks i don't know if you do that but on instagram i follow these motivational people and like i'll just keep swiping and swiping and swiping and like oh that's inspiring swipe swipe oh i love that i send it to somebody and and like oh this is cool this is cool this is cool then i hang up and don't do anything that those guys told me to do (laughs) it's so common man and and, i mean when you think about the vast bulk of motivational content and lessons and and free things you can go consume it's easy to be a content zombie right like you can't even process the amount of information that's out there for you yeah, but here's the here's the secret, man. The executor is not consuming as much as the content zombie. Why is that? They're busy executing. Wow, that's a mouthful right there. That's really mm-hmm. good, man. I love that. I love that, Mark. It's been phenomenal to have you on the show today. Um, every time you just bring um, a thick content and just really deep stuff. So thank you so much for being here and being on the show. I can't wait to have you back again. In fact. I don't know. Would, I'd like you to be a regular on. Would you Would you come back on a regular basis with me on the on the podcast? <laughs> I'd be honored to, Matt. I would yeah, love to. I, I think we should do that. I think it'd be good. We'll have a regular. We should call it something. Put a comment on there. What are we going to call this thing? Like like hanging with hanging with Hummel or hashtag Hummel or macking with Mark or we need something. <laughs> we need a name to call it, and then we can like brand it. I, we're gonna, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you hate all these ideas, but but we should do like a a, a section that is like like the Hummel section or I don't, what are we going to, do you have any ideas? Let the viewers decide, man. Okay. Let's see what comes back. And yeah. uh, I, th- I think we go with hanging with Hummel until, okay. until we have a better idea. So if you think that's cheesy, you better put an idea in there for us. Yeah, we need help. We need help. This is a good idea. I like where we're going at this thing. All right. Hang on with Hummel. Um, put a comment where on wherever you're subscribed at or um, my email address will be right there in the box. You can email me and just say, hey, hang on with Hummel is terrible. Here's a better name. Or or you can just maybe not criticize <laughs> me and just go, have you thought of this? Yeah. So, But I'm, I'm good for either way. Well, Mark, thank you for being here, man. This is a, always a delight. And I can't wait to have you back next time uh, and on uh, hang in with Hummel. Awesome, Matt. Yeah. And I'll just say one last thing. You know, I love connecting with people in the industry. So if you look me up on LinkedIn or social media, shoot me a message, connect with me. Happy to answer questions or just just be friends. Thanks again, Matt. You've been listening to Empire State of Mind for the home inspection industry and beyond. Our passion is to elevate the home inspection industry with mindset, strategy, and tools. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. For more, follow on Instagram at IEB Coaching. And don't forget to hit the website at www.iebcoaching.com. Learn about IEB at no cost and have all your questions answered on our open call once a month on the third week of the month. We hope to see you there and we'll see you next time on the Empire State of Mind.